Some information within the Focus Friday sessions, including guest names, occupations, and locations have been changed for privacy. Each guest has read and agreed to a written general advice warning prior to taking part, and when necessary, have been provided with a link to contact a financial advisor for personal advice after the episode recording. If financial products are mentioned during the episode, no detailed analysis is provided, and if it is suggested, for example, that shares could be sold to pay down debt, it's an option for the guest to consider under the guidance of a qualified financial advisor. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, PDS, and target market determination, TMD, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, and I, Glenn James, are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Welcome to Focus Fridays. My name's Glenn James. I host the My Millennial Money podcast and I wanted to talk to a heap of different people who might listen to our podcast, who are in the Facebook group, who follow us on Instagram, all the good things. And I just wanted to carve out 45 minutes or so with you, our listeners, to chat about you and your life. And maybe we can talk about your situation. We can look at what your plans are. Maybe if you've got some questions to ask a third-party sounding board and we'll get into some trouble along the way. Today, I'm joined by Michelle. She's out of Melbourne and we'll have a good chat with Michelle. One of the requirements or the ticket to admission, the fee to admission for these calls is to donate at least $200 to a charity of your choice. And I'll ask Michelle about her charity of choice in a moment. But Michelle, are you ready to have a chat to us today about your life, your money, your world? Let's get it on. All right. Let's do as Michelle said. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Radio, welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, what charity did you choose and why? Well, being the Triple M community uh, supporter I am, I went with Avalon House. Just was really moved by um, the interview that John Pigeon did with Founder a few weeks back. And just, I think, um, hearing how much impact that can have with community down her way when I'm from Melbourne in the northern suburbs as well was really inspiring. So happy to chip in a little bit where it might help. Yeah, awesome. Hey, um, what are you hoping to get out of our chat today? Like what initially made you register for one of these focus sessions? I am just the kind of person that jumps around from one thing to the next. I have not given two hoots about finance until like the middle of COVID Mm. um, or just before that actually when I met my now partner and I've just rolled on through personal loan into credit card into personal loans, funding a lifestyle even though I always earned good money. And I think now I'm the ripe old age of 38 as at this week. Um, Happy birthday to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that we're just in a state where we've got the house, we've got the first thing and it's really about sort of building from there and picking a strategy or picking a path forward Mm. and not deviating from it would be a good thing to sort of unpack in the history of the deviations that we've had to date. This is quite dire. But, yeah, that's what brought me here. So what's the, you know, you're 38, like what's the last... 10, 15 years look like for you in your life and your money life? Yeah. So I did two degrees. So I did a law degree and I did a comms degree uh, with a year for funsies in between. And then, so I'm sort of mid twenties by the time I'd finished that course of study and then got into legal practice. And I think uh, the first four years of that, or the only four years that I had in that before I got out were really just, you know, you find your professional feed and you earn your money, but you also are earning consistent money for the first time. So my spending patterns were erratic to be polite to it. Um, we did a lot of travel or I did a lot of travel, but didn't never had assets. I never didn't even have a car for a really long time. Uh, and then just rolled through one thing to the next until I sort of hit early thirties and freaked out a bit. 
came into a little bit of family money and then purchased a house with my ex, then that that just uh, fizzled out after a year or so quite undramatically and left that house behind completely because we just bought it. Uh, so with no equity in it and it wasn't a house that I wanted to sort of work on anymore. Again, sort of found myself assetless in, in my early third, 30 years old. And then what happened? Moved all around Australia, back to Sydney, back to Melbourne after that. Bought my first little flat in St Kilda when I was a single lady but probably in hindsight paid a little bit too much for it So because I fell in love with it at the time, but it was on a terrible street and it had no parking. John, where were you when I needed you, mate? (laughs) But it it suited my lifestyle then, so I didn't really think too much about the difference between, you know, price points. Bought that, found my new partner, my current husband now. Ooh, look Um, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we finally, I finally broke the cycle of debt with him. It was, it's a pretty crazy situation to think that I had maybe 30K of unsecured personal debt when we met because, again, I'm earning good money. I was out of hex, so then that felt like it was just more cash in my week that I could spend. But he is so anti-debt that when I met him, what we actually did was he moved into that apartment and he paid out all of my debts and went, I'm going to pay you rent, but what I'm really doing is paying myself back for sort of getting you out of that situation. And we had like a column on the fridge mm. where each week he would be like taking back the money that he'd sort of gotten me out of the unsecured debt scenario in, which I'm so thankful for to break that cycle and just realize like, hang on a sec, I'm a, here's all my money and it's still mm. all there on Friday. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then and we upside and upside. What do you do for work? Uh, so I work for a financial services firm in uh, using my legal knowledge and skills to try and resolve matters with customers, so advisory type work. So it's well, it's got really good conditions and um, yep. really still quite challenging, but it's a good it's a good pay packet sort of sitting behind. I've just gotten a new role and it's sort of higher than it's ever been before. And we'll use your first name to keep you uh, a bit private, but the salary, we'll just say maybe around the 200-ish? Yep, yep. just shy of 200, yep. And what does uh, your partner do? Uh, he's a chippy. Oh, cool. Yeah, good with his hands. Yeah, self-employed employee. Uh, employee, PAYG, but he's just gotten a new sort of role as well with a lot of overtime and benefits, which um, is really working for him, the RDO situation. It's a scandal. Yeah, love it. Now, you know, between the two of you, like he was anti-debt and you were like, well, whatever, don't tell me how to live my life, but also help. Um, <laughs> true, very true. Um, like between the two of you, how do you both interact around money and household goals and all that stuff? I think I'm still looser than he is. Like we're about to go overseas next week and he is just like, we're going overseas, we're not spending money. I, on the other hand, have decided to go to a music festival tomorrow. Like I don't, I still, I just can't get on his level of strictness because I just see our position now and we sort of bought a house together and that was a journey in and of itself for him because he Mm. came on to, you know, he's a borrower as well for the first time. Mm. So he's sort of come towards me. I still am really strict with my unsecured debts now, so I just don't have them because I can't be trusted with them. I know that about myself. Yeah. But I feel like I'm still more likely to dip into the savings if it's easily available to me. So, yeah, cool. And between the two of you, like what do you both, you know, if you're sitting around the lounge or on holidays, like what do you both dream of? What do you both talk about? Do you have any joint goals? Anything like that? Yeah, I think the end goal for us will be to get sort of to a house with a bit more space on one level. So we had to sort of compromise in what we purchased because when we bought it, it was the height of the market. So we got like a newer townhouse, but it's two stories and it's not quite the space. Um, mm. That's sort of that goal. And I think also for him, what I, he sort of jokes that he'll work until he's dead and I would really love to get him a little bit more to – the investment side, the passive income side to see that it's possible that, that that's not necessary because I don't think he can see that as a possibility for where he's come from because he's always mm. been, even though he's great with money, he's not an asset builder. He's a build it up and then spend the cash guy. So he'll go right. overseas for six months and just live on that cash, come right. back with nothing, but just avoiding yeah. debt. Yeah, cool. Uh, so basically, would you say that's the only joint goal that you've got at the moment to look at a, a house that's you know, the one level and a bit bigger. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much like I feel like we're set with this house because it's so, 
it's new, it doesn't need the maintenance, we've got solar panels, the bills are really low, we don't have cars um, at all because we walk everywhere because we're still in sort of inner north Melbourne. Are you near Code Black Coffee? Wait, is, that on, is that on Sydney Road? Uh, I don't know. It's... You got really excited when you said that. <laughs> like, yeah. just... um, or there's like another one called the Sheep Shed or the Wool Shed or something. Do you know what suburb they're in? Yeah, North Melbourne. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. So we're in Brunswick. We're a little bit less inner city as North Melbourne as right, a suburb. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're sort of 10 minutes out from there. But oh. Yeah, cool. Okay, so but that house, like when you both bought that, it's a new house, it's a townhouse. It's You told me it's worth $900,000. Is the intention never to sell it? No, we'll, we'll have to sell it, I reckon, when we make our next move. Like my thought process at the moment is we are, we both earn such good money right now that we could probably we could take on more debt. But the piece in the middle between the little unit on my own and this place was that we did have an investment unit, but the debt that we had to get that unit was like $1.2 million and mm. it was too much for us. So that was, yeah. I think that was our, I don't know what you call it. It was just where he met his limits and where, where I yep. went, I've got to see that you're meeting your limits because that was when inter- we had it last year when interest rates were just bananas. Yeah. So we probably bought the wrong thing, then sold it. Yeah. So the only property you've got now is the house that you're living in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And in terms of any other, are there any other short-term goals or like how long would you say, you know, I said, I'm clicking my fingers and you'll have your next house that's with a bit of space and all that. Mm. Is that something you would do tomorrow or it needs to be in two years for whatever reason? I think that's more like of a five to 10 year goal just because sure. it would have to be further out just with the yep. reality of the maths on that. Yeah. And with your jobs, can you work a little bit remote or do you have to go into the office? A little bit, but I do have to go in half off. But you're happy like within the same area that you are at the moment? Yeah. I love this area. If we could have gotten a a flat place. Whoa, mm. so, sad. so the townhouse that's two stories, mm-hmm. like what's the problem? Oh. Like you're not 90. <laughs> I know. Well, not in theory, but um, my yeah. husband's got like, it's just this chippy, chippy life. He's nearly 30, mm. he's nearly 40 now. So he's been doing yep. it since he was 14. Um, so yeah, right. he would tell me every day of the week that his body's broke and had a knee arthroscope last year after a worker's comp claim. It would just, it's just simpler, I think, to have it all on one level. But, uh, but still, like having a one level house doesn't solve his problems. Why not? No stairs. Yeah, but you've still got to walk around stairs if you go out or, oh, true. you know, yeah. activities of daily living. Like, and, you know, he's, you know, walking upstairs or building a house, I know what I'd probably rather do, and that's walk upstairs yeah. twice a day. Like, so what's he thinking about with his career? Does he want to get off the tools? Absolutely. Or? So he's trying to sort of get into, he's looking at upskilling. He's looking at yep. what he can do to maybe do tape teaching in the long term, yep. which will be completely off any mm. tools. He's also, he's like me, like he's jumping around at the moment. So he's sort of looking at, oh, train driving, you know, that would be a cool thing to do mm. if he could sort of yeah. break it and crack it. And he could do it from regional areas, also great. Yeah. Um, so for him, like, so his career, is that something that he wants to be off the tools within five years, within three years? I think within 10 would be like the okay, absolute limit for him. Yeah. Because there's probably something you guys have got to factor in, like for his income to maybe go mm-hmm. backwards 10 or 20 grand yeah. in the interim. Absolutely. Because, I mean, he's on 130 plus super. Mm-hmm which is good money, but yeah, to retrain or to do something, it might need to go back to 80. Yeah. And then we might have to slow down on the debt, which we also, so his other, his other mindset piece is that we need to get out of debt and I'm kind of getting to the point where I go, yeah, geez, that'd be nice. Um, mm. So do we slow down on the debt reduction? Cause we're paying like 1500 bucks a week off this place and we, our minimum yeah. is like 800 a week. So we're nearly doubling, yeah. okay. which is, it feels yeah. great. It's a it's purely psychological. There is no need to to be doing it that right, but mm. it is definitely better. So it's eight hundred dollar a week, and you're paying fifteen hundred a week yeah. extra. Uh, fifteen hundred total, so like six hundred. Oh, sorry, sorry. Extra. Yep, yep. All right. So yeah, so that's kind of a consideration. He's got to probably look at something with his career mm. because, and that's what I mean. Like being on the tools is more of the like. Would you rather move your whole house? just to have a flat surface mm. and like still got to move careers because, you know, he can't be on the tools forever. Like I've got a friend, he's 40 and he's into his third back operation because he's been a builder for, you know, forever like your husband. So mm. it's a it's a real problem. Any other kind of things that you both would like to solve immediately 
or in the next short term? Has there been discussion about family planning or are you happy not to spawn and do all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, we're not spawning. We got we got two yeah. fur babies. They're good. Um, oh what, are, what are they? I saw whippets, so they're real nervous, nervous little guys. Um, I took great steps to get them out of here because <laughs> they were being nightmares and fighting and growling and everybody could enjoy that little arouseboutness. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, no family planning. Yeah. We've done our wills now. Um, I'm in the process of getting a little bit more insurance, but my employer rebates like a lot of my insurance within super it's pretty good pretty yep. good deal and really good death benefit on it so i'm just sort of working through a, an assessment process at the moment actually with some like a income protection insurance so yeah awesome be, that'll be good to have that because i've had a lot of i guess the only other consideration for us is that in addition to his knee back hip issues um yep. i've got a funny little medical past of having gone to work a random day in 2017 and then being on the phone and then just having rolling seizures without any, yeah, yeah. with nothing leading up to it. Drum roll, guess what it was? Brain tumour. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Far yeah, out. but they only found it because, you know, obviously they take you to hospital and you get a brain scan and they go, oh, mm. hang on, you've got little, little little mate in the front of your noggin. We've got to take it out. So with that surgery came, you know, six weeks of convalescence and I had IP with my old super policy. But mm. I think for us it's like the getting out of debt thing is really important because who knows what happens and if you can't work then you can't work. That's totally. scary. Uh, and mm. that happened when I was like 34. So it's not even an age thing. It's not you're in your late 50s and all of a sudden mm. you've got an, an illness. But So the brain tumour, I mean, you know, in the medical world they treat quote unquote all brain tumours as malignant basically because it's such high risk. Even if it's a benign tumour, yeah. it's 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 treated pretty much as like malignant because of the high risk nature of a tumour in your brain. I mean, I had a tumour in my bone in my leg a few years ago, I had to get it all cut out. That freaked me out. But talk to us about the prognosis of that, did they remove it all mm-hmm. and all the scans have been good? Do you have to get yearly PET scans for the next million years or is it all yeah. G? Yeah, it's fun. Like I feel fine. It's a the positive like TLDR mm. version. Like there's no real mm. difference um, there. But I do remember being in hospital and having the neuros come in and I had a friend with me um, at the time. I was in Sydney. Um, and they must have given me this long spiel about how, you know, so we're going to have to put you under and we pin you down and you'll go to ICU and here are the steps and you might not walk again and you might have, you know, talking issues when you come out. We just don't know. We don't know what causes mm. it. We don't know if it'll come back. But honestly, in that situation, for me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, but there's no choice. You know what I mean? Like there's no, what's the other alternative? You, you're going to have to go through it yeah. and hopefully it will turn out fine. Um, in my case, I was very lucky that it did. I got some sick staples that they took out like eight days later. And I, w- I remember walking around Sydney uh, at the time being, going into places with food and I must have just looked horrific. And more than once people were like, here is your order. We're not going to charge you. <laughs> like just gave me oh, free. God. I got free Mary's, which was a massive upside because Mary's is legendary in Sydney. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the burgers. Yeah. Uh, the one at Newtown, you walk in, it's like, am I in some set from like a Matrix yeah, movie? Yeah, and, you know, murder, like Lemmy's in the corner doing shots at the same time. Somehow those two yeah. things are completely um, normal. But, yeah, and so it's annual checkups or and it's gone out to two yearly now because it's been completely removed, but they do MRIs every year with contrast yeah. so to make sure because yeah. they come back. So it was benign um, as a meningioma, mm. which is the most common kind, um, but it was low grade. Mm. And, yeah, there's mm. like a 90% recurrence rate something that's very yeah. high which my bone tumor they reckon it's a yeah 45% recurrent rate yeah. so i've had a few scans just to monitor it but yeah it's um yeah it's nothing compared to having it inside the <laughs> noggin you've said to me in your own words how am i best help you at this time and you said i feel like i have the means to set a plan in place for my future but i'm an aries gal I'm a, I'm impulsive. I'm just as likely to make a plan to move to Bendigo to be debt free as I am to plan a last minute trip overseas. I think some strategies around how not to get excited by shiny things would be good for me. Ten out of ten. So, <laughs> Sounds like me. That's yeah. you, is it? Yeah. So let me just ask a couple of other questions around just the hard data. 
so the home that you've got, it's worth nine hundred. There's a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage. You and your hubby are on the title fifty fifty. Is that uh, correct? So I'm seventy and he's thirty. Just because I had the deposit yep, cool. from the previous place. Yeah. So uh, and then you know you said you came into some family money. Was that a carryover? into the relationship, that family money? It's in this property. So, yeah. Yes. So, it's a 70-30. You don't have any cars. It's P&I. One year fixed at 4.95. When does that roll Uh, off? We only took it in March. It's probably the last of the anything starting with a four. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, you've got another 10 months maybe. No vehicles. That's cool. So, does he get a work car furnished? He doesn't drive. He's he's an anomaly. He'll... Right, he, d- he doesn't have a license? Uh, nope. Or- he just hand hand walks all his tools to every site. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Love that. His BMI yeah. must be good. You don't have motorbikes, boats, caravans, collectibles, <laughs> no investment properties. Okay, you got 40 grand in your offset yep, account, joint. which is your joint emergency yep. fund. You got six grand in your travel yep. fund. Your super balances are, are healthy. You've got 135. Uh, your husband's got 155. Mm-hmm. All your insurance is taken care of. You're, you're getting your wills and all that taken care of. You've got a raise account, a Comsec account, and Vanguard Diversified High Growth account. Talk to me about these three investment accounts. Whose name are so they? So they're all mine because I'm the yep. I'm the COVID board person that decided to go down an apps route <laughs> to to keep it yep, interesting. Yep. And I think they're yeah they're all mine. And how do I pick them? Fuck knows, you know, I'm sorry, goodness knows, like what I feel like on the day. Do I feel like a tree hugger? Do some effy. Do I feel like, um, you know, that I want to set myself up for a passive income in the long term? Just go some some Mm. high dividend funds. Did I hear a thing on a podcast somewhere around VDHD? Yeah, oh, I should be in that as well. So it's like I've got like five or six in the Comsec portfolio and there's only eight grand in there all toll. So the the balances aren't anything nuts. And the raise yep. I like just because it's set. I like it because it's set and forget, but don't confuse that with I feel like I need to touch these investments because they're interesting and mm. I like feeling them. I like manually moving the money because mm. it keeps me yeah. out of trouble. Yeah. So the automation is interesting. But so, okay, let me just draw now. So you've got the offset account and there's a joint $40,000 in yep. there. That's against the home. So- how is your banking structure set up with you and your so husband? So that's the only joint facility that we have. I yep. have the travel fund and we've got like a tiny yep. sinking fund for the house that we put 10 bucks a week into. Uh, and then we've got yep. individual POIG incomes paid to our individual accounts and, you know, tap and go to your heart's consent. So is there a um, – do you have any type of automated structure or anything with your finances? Like, so for example, you've got a PAYG account that your salary gets paid into. The monthly internet or phone bills, where do so, they come Oh, sorry. Out? I have, we both have a separate bills account as well. And so I'm down sure. to like the dollar on what I need to move once a fortnight. So yep. that, but it's all again, like I enjoy the process of transferring that money out the second I get paid, even though, you know, at the, at the other end of it, it's all gone. But I like seeing mm. a move. I like moving it from one account to the other account, seeing those balances grow and then just knowing it's there to pay. And okay, so for example, like you've both got a phone bill account, mobile phone that you pay for yourselves, uh, the house internet, whose would that oh, come out of? That is all me. <laughs> the the yeah. electricity, the water, the council rates. Like yeah. I, again, like it's part of the manual hands-on approach to money that I don't know where it's come from in the last five years, but that's, yeah, mm. those things are on me. And because I feel like I like the challenge of going, no, we can do better on that deal. No, I don't mind spending half an hour on the phone to Dodo and seeing if yep. they'll do anything different, you know. Um, so I'm I'm mm. chief lead on all things tech, all things bills in the house. So if if, you're, if all the bills are coming out of your account, does old mate put a transfer into your yeah, account each an, week? Not on an ongoing basis, but I'll just say, hey, Phone bill, um, not phone bill, like, hey, internet plus water plus council is this mm. and then he'll do it straight away. How happy are you both of you with the current system? So I think it works for both of us in the sense of I like to be in control of it and he's pretty low tech, right? Like he, he yeah. would throw a computer out of a window at short notice. Like, right. So I think it works for him to just be told. 
So given what you've told me about his personality, is it safe to say that he's got his own little savings account that's probably got heaps of cash mm, in it? Not heaps. Like, I mean, I think he's got a couple of grand in a bills account that covers off any bills. Okay. He, he's he got like yeah. a tiny raise account, which is just like the rounded up amount. Um, yeah. But yeah. other than that, like the, the joint offset account, which is our emergency fund, is probably our big, yeah. big dollar figure. So the, um, the $700 a week extra that's going onto the mortgage – is that three fifty each, or is it seven? Do you cut everything seventy thirty? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, three fifty each down the middle, so seven fifty yeah. each. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is, at the moment, you don't quote unquote save money on top of a bit of travel fund and mm. bills, and any leftover money goes onto the mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Is that, quite, is that quite saying? a bit yeah. goes on. Is it a redraw mortgage? Have you ever had to go in and pull some money back uh, out? Because it's a refi from like two months ago. Not yet, um, but it does have yeah. redraw available. It's weird. It's TikTok, so it's got all the features yeah. somehow. It's good. Right. So the budget that you sent me, it looks like, you know, one of those money smart things. Just an Excel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just yeah. printed this. Now, my question is, did you complete this to send to me for this call or is this a living and breathing living, document? Living and breathing document. Okay, how how has it served you over the last few years or the last however long that you've been I mean, doing I it? used to look at it every week and it was like too much. Mm. It was an hour every Saturday morning. I've got another spreadsheet yep. that like tracks down to the dollar where the where the shares are at, like where the Comsec's at, where the raises are at, where the savings are at. And I found that became too much. I feel like we don't have a lot of expenses, like no kids, there's no other insurances outside that space. So it's kind of a really simple document I think it just sort of tracks what I've got like phone a lot of our bills are also annualized so you the only gap that I have I think in my budgeting is that I often will put that dollar figure amount across every fortnight and then refer back to impulsivity I will just empty that account sometimes because I don't have credit so I just go ah there's two thousand bucks sitting there we don't need that bill for a couple of weeks I know I'm going to have whatever to pay it off I'll I'll dip it which is that's probably the biggest risk with the biggest Bad thing I do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just looking anecdotally. Actually, let's take a quick break. I'll come back and I'll make some, you know, comments from forty thousand feet, and uh, we'll see what direction we can head in right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Radio, we are back. Now, I've gathered a heap of data. Do you have any immediate questions or comments before I start kind of asking some more questions and maybe looking at some type of solutions or comments that, you know, strangers just looking in would do? No. Nah. <laughs> hit me. It's funny Fair to enough. hear yourself say it, but no, nah, hit me. <laughs> yeah, like I, um, like anecdotally, you've basically, am I right to say about four grand a week after tax? Between us. That comes, yeah. yes, yeah. that comes in. I reckon if you guys are quote unquote only saving 
and I talk about saving $350 each between the two of you, which is the money that's going on the mortgage, you guys live pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason when you're saying before, like you see money in that account and then you, I was not needed for a few months and we move it back there. And I sound like a broken record every time I do this, but if your spending system and your spending plan isn't actually automated, what happens is the months go on and you don't make any real progress because you're too busy dicking around like, and, and the dicking around is like, all right, well, that bill isn't due now and we've got extra money in there. What that does is it, one, it takes away the feeling of making progress because you're not letting accounts build up and do their job. And number two, you lose track and often overspend. And I, I would probably say it's awesome that you want to um, pay down extra on the mortgage, but I would probably be looking at number one, not committing that money directly onto the mortgage, but just building the offset account up. Because you talked about in 10 years or nine years or 10 years or five years or whatever it is, at least five years in maybe moving. And, you know, you mentioned Bendigo and just leaving the city and going to the country and owning a house and all that. Down the track, I can honestly say that, you know, there might be a, a need not to actually sell the current home that you're in because it's in a quote unquote inner city, 10 minutes from town, it's brand new. So if you moved out of there, there'll be a good depreciation schedule that, you know, you'll probably get good rent. And I'm thinking I would rather have you crew cash in the offset account. So at least you're not paying the interest. And if things change in four years and you've got 200 grand cash in there, all right, well, we'll just take that out and put that 200 grand down towards another house. And, you know, it just leaves the door open a little bit for future growth and movements. I'm, you know, I'm probably a little bit old fashioned in the way that, you know, if you're all living together and what's mine is yours and yours is mine, like why not just have a system that there's one bills account and so we're not running two bills accounts or even if it's a, you know, you're both on the account and we're only putting bill money in there, just and once money goes into that and I'm happy to send you a, a link to my spending plan spreadsheet. Have you heard much about that or seen I haven't James seen the plan. plan. I've obviously heard about it. This yeah. is it's, it's legendary. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and and really, like the the budget that you've sent me, right? And I'm not picking on you. I'm just um, having a look here. There's um, you've these categories. You've got mortgages, bills, account, emergency, travel, savings, sinking, investments, and fun. I, you know, going out on a limb and I don't have all the details, but I reckon there's so much in your life that isn't accounted for and it needs to be accounted for. So I'll send you a copy of that after this. But I mean, it's one of those things in terms of the the Raise account, the Comsec, the VDHG, the VDHG, is that through the Vanguard platform? Okay, so it's is it, and it's not through pockets. You can't do it through. Yeah, no, no, account. no. I've got, I've got that, and some yeah. other terribly performing yep. tech <laughs> share. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm probably just making the decision, like number one, let's clean this up and just have one investment mm-hmm, account, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And get it, get it, get a broker or platform, or you know, you might. And I, I get the fact that you want to be involved and engaged and all that, and you might decide that okay. I'll do VDHG with 80% in the portfolio in that account and the balance of 20% is going to be fun, quote unquote, or ETF satellites and all that stuff. So I'm probably cleaning that up. How often do you put money in there? So raise is every fortnight just because that's – so at the moment I think it got back up to like 200 a week but I'm – it's, okay. It sort of moves around from time to time, and then Comsec's more. Oh, okay. So, so sorry on that on that two hundred dollars a week. That's good to know. What do you reckon it is now? Sorry. Oh, uh, I think I've kind of moved that shifted that down because we're about to go away. But yeah, it'll yep. dial yep. back up. Like I know I took the job I'm in now to get this big pay rise, and now I'm so mindful that this money is just. Poof. So it's interesting yeah. that that's uh, the insight from what you're saying. Well, I, again, like I'm, I'm just looking at that. That's extra money. You know, I thought you were only saving three fifty on that income, but oh, no. it could be up to five or six hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. in total. And that's it. Like what I want you to do is number one, like. With your 
husband, I'm probably maybe asking about let's have one joint bills account for our life just for simplicity. Like you can keep his account and his pay and all that, but I'm just thinking simplicity. We both can log in. We both see the bills, all that. And then what I want you to do is when you do the spending plan, we need to get your life to the stage where it's consistently investing. So it's not 200 one week and then, oh, I haven't got that money because, and all that means, like you can do it because it just means planning out and forecasting what the year looks like. So, and I reckon that will also help you with this, I want to say sloppy, because I don't think you're sloppy, you're just a little bit erratic, as you said, like you see flashy lights and you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny, the last call I did just before this one, it was the same thing. I'm talking to a 38-year-old who is basically like me. Like just, I want to do everything and I want to do everything, not now, yesterday. Absolutely. So let's get it. Yeah. So I really think in terms of the structurally with your life, you're both well-established in your, in your career. You both have banging incomes. I want to get you to the stage where we've actually automated your weekly or monthly investing and probably consider not actually committing the extra $700 a week to the mortgage because I'm, I'm looking in right and because you've got no real desire to start a family with people with two legs and not four, I'm looking in and I'm thinking, okay, well, there is a short-term thing where hubby's income may need to drop, but for the next 20 years, there's not going to be this carve out of one of us having to be a full-time parent for five years and this getting absolutely slaughtered financially. Yeah. So... I've seen enough conversation. I've had enough conversations with all this to see that it is possible to maybe never need to sell the house that you're in. The, the, like the the push pull is is like to wrap together the things we're talking about is bringing the debt down really quickly is a priority, yep. irrespective of the medical things that are still always going to be in the back of our minds as to whether or not we could have a dramatic drop off in income at some point, which is possible. But- yeah, and I mean. And that's kind of, and yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was going to lead into that, like all this is good to say, but the psychology of, okay, we're quote unquote still got that loan balance, but we're accruing money in the offset account to give us maximum flexibility. Because for example, and that's fine, like there's heaps of people that just want to pay their house off as soon as possible. And if you want to do that, knock yourself out. But like, I reckon, you know, you totally... You know, in 10 years' time, I'm so confident that you would be able to get another house, even if it's out of town, a bit of a property and all that, and be able to afford it with a tenant in where you're at now. So in terms of strategy and tax, I don't want you to shoot yourself in the foot in 10 years' time where we've paid down this big property or if there was 250 grand sitting in an offset account, we just take that 250 grand, throw it at the new house move out of where we're at now, tenant comes in and then most of the debt is still tax deductible. But as you said, we've got to overlay that with, you know, the psychology of your partner and you to a lesser extent of wanting to be quote unquote debt free. Nailed it. You nailed it, Glenn. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. what it is. And, and it's like, I'm, I've mm. probably got more of a tolerance to be like debt, whatever it goes with the nuts nature of my personality, which is like, I would buy a house tomorrow. Like there's enough equity in this house for us to go buy tomorrow. But I think we've just sort of gone, (laughs) we've just done it a couple of times and we get to the point and we Mm. know what will happen. So Mm. I think I've learned to stop. Yeah. And as well, like, yeah, like you've got 650 grand loan, you know, with your income and the city you're living in the good quality income, that's not a huge, like, so for example, if I go... 800 divided by 4,000. Yeah, so you're paying 20% a week of your net income to the minimum mortgage repayment. So that's fantastic. Most people are over 30 at the moment. So, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, again, like it depends really on number one, your husband's tolerance and number two, your tolerance. Is it worth having a chat with a financial advisor? And I don't like projections and models and all that, but even just modeling out over the next 10 years, what would it look like if we put, you know, you got 700 a week there, you were doing 200 in the raise, 
we'll call it grand a week, for example. What would it look like over the next 10 years, a grand a week into an investment account not and paying minimum on the mortgage? What does it look like a grand a week into the offset account and no investing outside? Or what does it look like just pumping the mortgage over the next 10 years? And at least you just can have a look at the modeling and just see what it looks like in terms of you know your cash flow. And that's why I don't love projections because they're only based on the inputs that you put in uh, and things change. But I think it might just help see what you can do. But I mean, yeah, you're in you're in a really good position. There's nothing I would like really change other than, you know, just tightening a few things up, getting a little bit more structure. I mean, you do the opposite of what I do and teach. So you pay money to your spending account and move money out to bills and you use leftover where I have a, a cash hub on the offset account. All salaries go into that and then out of that. I pay myself a couple hundred dollars a week yeah. into my spending account. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I do that is because it's all automated. Every single week on a Friday, to, we're recording this on a Friday, in about three hours, I'll get my weekly wage from my cash hub and that money is just allocated for food, fuel, going out, entertainment, going out with friends tonight, we're going for dinner, play some pool. That's what I use. Just a random question does your husband mainly use cash or card? So if he could have it his own way, he would use all cash because he is a tradesman. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the OT yeah. effect. Yeah. Like he keeps, I'm not going to say where, we know we know people. I'm sure we know yeah. people that listen to this. But yeah, he's definitely yeah. a cash, feel it, see it go, know to slow down. Yeah. I thought that might be the case just on based on what you're saying. And, and that's always going to be like with all the work that I've done with different couples, like there's obviously always going to be trade-offs. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is scratching that itch. Like you've got a personal interest in having an investment account and maybe the discussion is, yep, we can pay this. I'm happy to commit, you know, money to the actual mortgage and not the offset account. But for me to help grow, you know, our and my future, I want to, you know, commit a portion of that to share investing. Yeah. Yeah. And just picking the lane. I think picking the lane is a hard because like you say, having those comparisons will probably be really insightful because who knows, like who knows totally. what to do when you sort of, because yeah. we, we have not always been in this position as well. Like that, the salaries mm. you're talking, the debt you're talking, that's been like four years of COVID slogging in, in some ways. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How long have you been completely debt-free? Uh, since 29, other than mortgages, since 2019. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool, cool, so. cool. So those habits of overspending and consumer debt are gone. Oh, oh, I wouldn't necessarily go there. Do you still have? Do you have an afterpay <laughs> no. account or a no, zip no, no, no. no? Yeah, it's funny. That's like a trick yeah. question. You're like, oh, no consumer debt, huh? What about your? Yeah. You know, like I'll tell you something not funny but embarrassing. I said out loud. I do have a PayPal payment for contract that pops up to tempt me every so often, and I don't know how to get rid of it. Like once you've gone there, right. it, it's the devil. Because it's just like ah, it's just thirty bucks. Mm. Um, so the, it's still there, like right. It's not. It's not gone yeah. completely. Those. How do you feel like overall, where your life is, your finance, your career, everything? How do you feel about your life at the moment? Excited, excited. Because yeah. I reckon, look, if we, whatever lane we choose, I can also see in ten years we're just going to be like. Yes, this is a gut. Like when we, when I got out of hex and stuff, like when that money started hitting my account, and I could spend it or divert it to shares and stuff. And shares, like share investing and micro investing, is like the only thing that keeps me away from the money. Right, it's the only thing that locks yeah. it away for long enough for that urge to pass because it's all well and good to say, come and look at it tomorrow if you still want it. I'm waking up at 4am to buy it, this, if, even if I put that rule in place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm buying it if I want it. It's, that's always been me, but shares is like locking it away. When was the last time you've transferred money out of Comsec Never. or Raise? No. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. I don't need it because I'm only putting it there because I know yeah. I don't need it. So I, that's why I guess I don't commit mm. as much as I could. So I could go higher, mm. like totally could, but because I know that I can't get it back and because I know that if I take it out, I will have lost something, um, yeah. of course. But the only reason you're not going higher is because you don't have the actual data of what it costs you to wake up of the morning and exist. True. yes. And having a rock solid, and that's what I mean, like you just got to have a system that works for you and your husband, but so many times like 
people don't actually account for yeah. everything. Yeah. And and that's why I like the spending plan. And it, it, these things sound like a big ad because the last three calls I've had, people like you've just got to have a very detailed automated plan. Yeah. And then you will actually know each week we have got $1,200 that's legitimately free, that's not allocated for spending, for bills, anything. And of that $1,200 a week, we can then go, okay, we've decided we're going to put 300 of that into the holiday account every week. We've decided, you know, the 900 is going to go to the offset account or the 500 and then 400, we're going to do a joint investment account. And maybe the solution could be, can we both get a, a share investment account in joint names? Yeah, and both bring I don't in, know. Bring you into twenty twenty. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of and that's the big dance. Like we hear so many wild stories of um, relationship breakdown and people, you know, getting screwed from the other one with money. And I get why people keep their money separate, and that's why I suggest in a lot of situations, you know, both having emergency funds in your own name, so it's total safety funds, emergency funds, all that. Uh, but was he married before nope. marrying you? No, I was. No. But yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of us made mm. that mistake. Not a, no. mm. Well, what did you learn, obviously? Um, yeah, we got married pretty early, like 20, 26. Yeah. Just wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a mesh eventually. Yeah. Fine. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, I, I don't actually know if I've really helped you that much, but maybe you've just verbalized what you know. You're saying things know. that I know that I should do that I'm subconsciously mm. avoiding. So that is helpful to hear it reflected yeah. back. To, and it's interesting, like you're yeah. saying you pay yourself first. I hear you say that all the time, but explaining it in the sense of like, mm. no, all the money sits out of reach and I pay myself like mm. an allowance and then the rest of it, you don't touch totally. it. Totally. You're right. I do it the exact opposite way. I like pay everything yeah. out, whatever's there, <laughs> Michelle money, fun yeah. times. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So like I've got a, on my like, you know, you've probably got an iPhone. 2023. You're not a psychopath with an Android. Blue, no, green, green text kind of gal. <laughs> green, yeah. So like on my, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. wallet here, I've got that, like my up account. That's like, that's the only money of my personal money that I've got access to each week. How long would it take it? Like so if I, you were to be like, oh, I feel like, what's the lag? Like how? So, give so me an say example, you just sorry. saw a pair of hot Nike Air Force Ones and that's beyond what you've got in yeah. the app. Do you have, like, do you ever go, oh, I'll get it or you just leave it? Yes. Yeah. So what I do because I've got in my, so, and then in my St. George internet banking, I've got my cash hub account, which is all my bills. So my pay from, you know, Simo, my millennial money goes into that. I've got account that is gifts, clothes, holidays, Christmas, boat. Every week, money, $350 goes into that gifts, clothes, holidays, Christmas account. And I've just worked out 350 times 52, that's $18,000 a year. That is my budget for any gifts any clothes, any holidays or anything associated with the boat. Yes, that's a lot of money. Yes, I'm privileged. Yes, I earn lots of money. That's but you. that's me yeah. and that's how I do it. So, yeah, if, for example, I see a Air... What are they? Nike? I'm Jordan's such a boomer. Thing. Like, were they <laughs> yeah. shoes? Yeah. With the, yeah, with like, the if I see... Yeah, those ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, what's an example? Okay, the other day... I took my boat to get some work done. Now, the boat money, if it was a $700 bill, that money isn't in my daily spending account. That's in the boat account. So all I do is log into St. George, send $700 from the gifts, clothes, holidays, Christmas and boat account over to my spending account. So straight away. So every week on my phone. So I don't have the St. George Mm -hmm. app on my phone. All I've got is this up bank account and there's a little widget here and I can just see how oh, much is in there. It's world of tomorrow stuff. But, yeah, I guess that comes with the planning level that you're describing. Like I'm not – yeah, and I'm not there in terms of being that. And, I mean, I'm impulsive. I'm all that stuff. But having a system like this, it slows yeah. You're almost me like obsessively, so organisedly impulsive though. I'm just regular old impulsive. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so I, I've resolved in my life I don't want to have a blowout where I waste a thousand dollars, 
I would rather have a 50 or or $100 blowout because we're all going to have a blowout. We all do dumb things with money. I'm self-aware enough to know that because I will do dumb things with money and I'm a spender and I'm impulsive, my ordinary blowout is probably going to be more than the saver's blowout because it's going to be last minute, it's going to be impulsive. So having a system where, sure, I get paid every week into my offset account, but every Friday afternoon, X amount comes over and I don't have to use my brain for it. And then because that system's automated, every month money leaves that offset account that goes into investments. Money leaves that offset account and goes to my bloody every week into the boat holiday fund and all that stuff. So it's just about having a system that works. And I'm not saying your system sucks. I'm just saying I think looking into it, it's not as comprehensive as what it could be. And I'll give you an example. Like between you and um, old mate, there's – I'm just doing rough bush maths here. So you've basically got $200,000 a year that's coming in the door after tax, Mm, right? Yep. Legit. Have a pretty big small business. (laughs) Like I know people that are in small business that generate 120 grand a year and they've paid bookkeepers. They've got everything automated. They've got things. So you've got to treat like you've got such a good opportunity here with 200 grand walking in the door every year after tax. And you say it like that. a lot of money. I mean, of course. Yeah. And we just need to give it the attention and the, what's the word like? We need to revere it. We need to Mm. fear it. We need to, because if we don't control it, it will control us. And as I said, I'll repeat loud and clear. I don't think there's anything huge that I would do other than, you know, and maybe it is take old mate out to dinner, have dinner and be like, all right, what are we doing? What are we thinking? When was the last time we've had a bit of a goal chat. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just making sure you're both aware of, you know, what page each other's on and if yeah, things can yeah. be optimized. Think, like having the conversation, the worst thing would be to have this opportunity from where we sit now because like I said, it hasn't always been like that and wake up in 10 years and be like, mm. we earn how how much how much money did we go through? Like without having mm. an actual plan. Mm. So I think I just need to kick up the proverbial. <laughs> well, pretty much I pressed times 10 on my Ooh. little calculator over the next 10 years, you guys are bringing home at least $2 million. So what the goal is, is to put our hand out and as the money's falling through our hands and through our fingers with our spending and our, all that stuff, we need to be catching as much as that as possible. And I can guarantee, and even to a fact, I'll even turn it up to 11. I reckon you guys, if the goal was putting an extra $700 a week onto the mortgage, I reckon there's money in your budget to do more. Yeah, than I that. think so too. Like it, it, there is a fair bit. Like that that upside downness of just leaving like whatever's left over to be spent, which will be spent. Like maybe twenty bucks at the end of the whatever at the end of the pay cycle is still there. But if I've got it, I'll spend it. Mm. He's just, and we're the same on that. Like we don't do anything outrageously lavish or expensive on a day to day basis. But I think we just do what we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah. And like, and that's it. Like you've, you've, mm. you don't want for anything. Life's good. There's no financial stress in your life, which is awesome. The only thing I would probably just talk to both of you about at some stage is, are you doing any charity? Yeah, not giving? on a regular basis. I think on, it's a good reminder to yeah. listen to you guys sometimes to be like, oh, this is it. Like I'll do, I'll do random bigger things yeah. like do a possible campaign. Like there's a pub down here at the moment that is trying to buy another pub and they're trying to raise like $3 million. So I've chucked like a grand into that just because I know it's not going to hurt me, but it will make a good impact to them. And I don't know if you'd call that Chad or giving. I'd call it giving. (laughs) Well, you get 10% off drinks, so just regular giving. That's true. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'd say I'd call it an investment. In our future, in our hospitality future. But yeah. Yeah, no, but you you vibe me. I think it's all good. I'll, I'll send you a copy of the Glenn James spending plan at you know, I'll give you the link so you don't have to pay for it and just watch the videos, have a look, see if you can look at my system, tweak it to implement it. I'm not saying that, you know, you need to both join your money and do all that stuff, but I just think it could be yeah. optimized. Yeah, nothing will change if we don't change it as well. Like this is the, the first point to look at stuff like that and, and see where we go. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so good. Totally. Thank you. All right. Well, no worries. I mean, I haven't helped that much, but I've hopefully just 
put this at the front of your mind to go back and have a look at it all. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Good job. Love it. All right, Michelle from Brunswick. Thanks for jumping on My Millennial Money and having a focus Thanks, session. Thanks, That was awesome. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Glenn and Triple M fam. It's Michelle. Uh, it's been three months since I spoke to Glenn about uh, the problems that I was having trying to figure out what next and being impulsive and being a spender. I think that there's a couple of highline points to, to update you all on. One is that the Mr. Glenn James himself is really um, something that makes you take a look at yourself. So I had a budget. It had high-level items. Uh, I think it's filling out the spending plan, which then reversed back and says, well, you're telling me that you spend X, so this is the amount you need to put into an account that you would spend week on week. Um, even though I would have said, no, 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 this I don't have an issue with this and I know what I spend and, and it's within my means. Uh, while it's still within my means, I think I was a bit... Uh, I was underquoting myself what it was costing me to live. So I think when you put it into practice and you're out of money by day two of a seven-day cycle, that tells you something about your spending patterns, your spending habits, and then that flows on to the goals that you're able to meet. I think that also um, coming into the discussion, the questions that Glenn was asking, which I didn't really have answers to in some respects. So what are your goals? What else have you got? What else? What else? There wasn't a whole lot. And I think it's okay um, to not have everything fleshed out in mind, but I think it's it's forced me to take a bit of a deeper look at what the goals could be long-term and working to a more specific goal rather than a house on one level. So that's also been really, really good. Uh, automation as well and setting up the accounts in the way the spending plan sort of suggests does keep everything like a much tighter ship and it sort of slows you down. It's like, you know, the age-old thing of having cash in your wallet again. It's sort of but in a digital world because it sort of says once this is gone, it's gone and you don't touch your other amounts in other accounts. In terms of account like specific goals that I've moved towards in the last three months. Two days after I spoke to Glenn, we had a $5,000 plumbing emergency and then we went to America, which, spoiler alert for anyone that goes there, is incredibly expensive beyond the dollar rate. So we have gone backwards a little bit, but that's okay because I feel like we will come through that with a more regimented spending plan and we're making back those sort of savings balances pretty quickly. I've also simplified my stocks um, a little bit. I had a sort of $300 here, $500 there, which I've sold down in this financial year to just clear my slate a little bit and simplify it, um, which I feel really good about when I look at it as well. So in summary, thanks to heaps, Glenn. It was, it was a really good conversation. Um, hopefully my roadrunner speed discussion was interesting to some people. And yeah, catch you in the Facebook group, y'all. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving. 
If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.